You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life now there's a lot of joy in that verse to think that you and i who are sinners who deserve eternity in a place called hell we could have our sins forgiven and we could have everlasting life in heaven and it's all because god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I read for you in John chapter 1, verse number 11, I think one of the saddest verses in all the Bible. The Bible says in John 1, 11, that Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not. It's so tragic to think that the gift has already been paid for. God so loved that he gave his only begotten son, and yet there were some that rejected the gift. By the way, that wasn't just in Jesus' time, his own people, the Jewish people that rejected the gift. There are still people today that have rejected the gift of salvation. He came unto his own, the Bible says, and his own received him not. How sad, how tragic, how awful to think that people could have received Jesus. They could have received eternal life. They could have received a home in heaven. But instead of receiving the gift, they rejected it. I don't know how it is at your house, but at my house, we don't reject any gifts we take them all. As a matter of fact, if there's ever a gift that is not opened, I promise you this, it's by accident. It's because that gift got buried. Maybe it got tucked under the Christmas tree too far, or maybe it got covered with some wrapping paper. But we don't reject any gifts, but especially the greatest gift that has ever been given, the gift of eternal life. Verse 12 goes on to say, and here's the good news, but as many as received him, to them gave he power or the right or the ability to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Here's the good news tonight. You don't have to be in verse 11 and you don't have to leave here rejecting the gift. You can receive the gift. You can accept the gift, but as many as received him. You see, when you reject the gift of God, you reject light. The Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse number 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You see, when you reject the gift of salvation, you reject light. 
I'm not just talking about the lights that are in our house or the lights that are out in the parking lot. I'm talking about the light that can show you the way through life. I'm going to tell you, life doesn't make sense without Jesus. That's why a lot of millionaires and a lot of billionaires and a lot of movie stars, they end their life with suicide or they end their life with drinking or drugs or they end their life with something like that because life doesn't make sense to them. And friend, life won't make sense until you receive Jesus because Jesus gives light. He clears the way. He makes it very obvious the purpose of life. When you reject the gift, you not only reject the light, but you reject life. The Bible says, in him was life. You see, without Jesus, life has no purpose. Without Jesus, life has no meaning. Without Jesus, life really doesn't matter. But when you receive the gift of salvation, you receive life. And not just life down here, and not just life on this earth, and not just life for 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 years, but you receive eternal life. The Bible calls it everlasting life, and you will never, ever, ever perish. I'm so glad that Jesus came not just to give us a good life down here, but Jesus came to give us eternal life in heaven. When you reject the gift, you reject life. But lastly, I'll say this, when you reject the gift, you reject love. You see, the Christmas story is all because God so loved the world. I can't imagine how anybody could reject the love of God. God loved you so much, he gave his only begotten son to die on a cross for you. I want to tell you, friend, I love you tonight, but I don't love you enough to let one of my children die for you. But God loved you so much that he was willing to send his son to die, and not just an ordinary death, not just an average death, but to die a cruel death on an old rugged cross. And he did it because he loved you and he loved me. When you reject the gift, you reject the love of God. In 1833, there was a man by the name of George Wilson. George Wilson had been convicted of robbery, and he was sentenced to death. Some of George Wilson's friends were influential people, and they convinced the President of the United States, Andrew Jackson, they convinced Andrew Jackson to pardon George Wilson so that he would not have to be executed, but he could live and he could go free. To everyone's surprise, George Wilson refused the pardon. The United States government, the Justice Department, they didn't know what to do. This had never been done. And by the way, how in the world could you refuse a pardon? But George Wilson said, no, thank you. I don't want the pardon. The case was taken to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled on the case and they made the ruling that if a prisoner does not accept the pardon, that the pardon is not in 
effect. Here's what they said. A pardon is a deed to the validity of which delivery is essential, and delivery is not complete without acceptance. It may then be rejected by the person to whom it was tendered, and if it is rejected, we have discovered no power in this court to force it upon him. Can I tell you, God's the same way. He's not going to force the gift of salvation. He's not going to force the pardon upon you. You're going to have to accept it. You're going to have to receive it. And the Bible says that there were some that received him not. There were some that rejected. But I am so glad. John 1, 12. But as many as received him. That's me. I got saved. When I was a boy, I knelt beside the bed in my parents' bedroom and my dad led me to faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I accepted the pardon. I received the gift of eternal life, but as many as received him. I hope that's you. I can't even see some of your faces. I probably couldn't see your hands if you raised them. I won't ask you to raise your hand tonight, but I want to ask you the question, have you received the gift of eternal life? God's not going to force it upon you, but he has offered it, and you have the opportunity to receive it and to make it yours. Our Father, I pray tonight, if there's anyone here in this auditorium, anyone that's watching this service online, anyone that's listening by way of radio tonight that has never received the gift of salvation, they have never accepted the pardon, they have never received the gift that was given by God that was paid for on the old rugged cross, I pray that tonight they would put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I pray for those who have been saved, those who have received Christ. I pray that we would do all we can to share the good news with those who've never heard. I pray we would do all we can to show this world that there is hope and there is life and there is salvation and it's only found in Jesus Christ. We pray that you would work in our hearts and speak to us, we pray this evening. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed, every eye closed, before we close the service, before we close in prayer, I want to ask you a question. Maybe you're here tonight and Maybe you've heard the Christmas story many times. Maybe you've been to musicals like this before. But if you were honest, you'd have to say that you've never received the gift of salvation. You've never put your faith in Jesus. You have never believed on Jesus for salvation. I want to tell you tonight, I'm a pastor of a church, but a church has never saved anybody. We have a baptistry up here on this platform. We baptized a young man this morning, but those baptismal waters didn't save him. Because if you could be saved by being baptized or you could be saved by going to church, then I have to ask this question, why would Jesus have to die on a cross? He died on a cross because he is the only way that a person can be saved. And if you're here tonight and you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, I'd like to challenge you tonight. Would you right there where you're seated, for those that are watching online or listening on the radio right where you are, would you pray a prayer something like this? 
Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know I cannot get to heaven on my own. But I'm trusting you. And you alone for salvation. In Jesus' name. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, if you've prayed a prayer like that, I want to tell you it's not the words, it's not magic, it's not because you are sitting in a church, but it's because of a decision you made in your heart to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.